going on, Packers fans? Aaron Nagler here, ready to talk some football with Andy Herman, the Don of the Packaday podcast and purveyor of fine Packers takes everywhere you go on the internet, including the press box, which is where Andy was last night. Andy, how was the game? How was covering the game? I know you rode down in the elevator with Gutekunst and company afterwards. Sounds like it was a lot of good vibes. A lot of good vibes. That was a ton of fun. I'm a little nervous because Festivus is coming up and I have no grievances to air. Like this is, <laughs> it's all good. It's all been amazing. And oh, we'll find some. Don't we'll worry. We'll find some things. Don't worry. Exactly. But man, these past three weeks, three and six, you're looking at maybe going three and nine if these three games don't go correctly. And instead you're in the exact opposite spot. Really fun game, really fun journey over the course of really, I think, like the past five weeks, if you kind of consider that Rams and Steelers game in there, too. Right. And it's just really, really fun to watch this team grow right in front of our eyes. And which is exactly what they're doing. And it, to me, there are a lot of things I want to get to, but I want to start with um, Jordan Love. He's the headliner. I think he's yeah. the whole, you know, the big, big, big part of this season is is Jordan Love the guy. I think he's really gone a long way answering that question. Uh, but his command of the offense last night in, in every aspect, whether it was setting protections, using cadence to get Kansas City to kind of declare what they're doing and make the adjustments off of it, his ability to get rid of the ball in the face of the rush, both on completions and incompletions, he never really, I mean, handful, I'd say maybe two throws were even in question as far as maybe possibly being in danger, right? Yeah. But not once did I see him you know, put the ball in real jeopardy. And for a guy who was doing what he was doing, like say in the month of October, as far as, you know, really bad misses, interceptions, what have you, uh, this kid has grown up real quick over the course of this season. And last night was almost a culmination against a very good defense that they just couldn't completely shut him down. They got the better of him and the offense a few times, but his mastery and command at the line of scrimmage really stuck out to me last night. Yeah, a couple things that stood out to me. First of all, like you said, the, what he had is a full command of the offense. The lack of turnover-worthy plays, I think the couple things, a couple throws that you're mentioning, there's maybe one to Christian Watson where I think he's expecting Christian to sit down and he yep. throws it there, but Watson keeps going. There's another, probably his only like real questionable decision of the game. He's got a wide-open guy to his left and he forces one to Christian. Even that, like Christian may have at least had a chance to catch that if not maybe should have caught that and that yep. like you know kind of ricochets up maybe a safety has an opportunity to catch it but just taking tremendous care of the football total command of the offense you go back to last week and if people didn't want to say like well you know it's great that he played this amazing game against the Detroit Lions Thanksgiving that's all good and what wonderful but like the Lions aren't that good of a defense and like you can always caveat stuff then you go against this defense on Sunday night football to follow up that performance. And I know he said he had this game circled on the calendar. He clearly did because he was phenomenal throughout the course of that game. He was feeling it. Like you could tell some of the throws, the flick of the wrist where he's hitting Christian Watson in the back of the end zone, had no fear for the second consecutive week. And I mentioned on my show yesterday, as I was kind of doing the post game and I know Jordan has to be Jordan and the stuff with Aaron and Brett and like just kind of constantly <laughs> right. comparing like at, at some point it's, gonna happen. it's natural. It's, a, it's natural. You know. Right. But there, there were moments like in early with Aaron 
where you like all of a sudden found this comfortability of like every time the ball left his hands, you just knew something good was going to happen. He never made mistakes. More there was always the positive right. throw. And you just felt like you could like every time the ball left, because you're watching the TV screen, you can't see downfield, but the ball left Aaron's hands, especially after Brett, where you didn't know what was going to happen after <laughs> right. that ball <laughs> left his hands. Yeah, like the yeah. ball leaves Aaron's hands and just something good was always going to happen. And I'm not saying we're to that level yet, but there were like that yesterday as I'm watching this, I just had this complete comfortability of every time the ball left his hands and that like, especially when the receivers were getting open and doing their job, it was going to end up with a positive result. And that is insanely encouraging at this point of the season already. I mean, absolutely. And, you know, with the work he's done with the wide receivers and the tight ends and everybody being on the same page, that mastery I'm talking about, like, nothing seems to rattle him. And there were a number of times where Spags sent, and they, like I said, they did get, they took some, you know, they won a few, right? And yeah. I, you know, as you tip your cap, that like you, that's a really good defense, right? Big time. But man, even when he's got guys right in his face, he's staring down the barrel, making throws and putting the ball where only his guy can get it. Just high, high level quarterback stuff. Um, wh what did you think of the job they did up front? Because it's interesting that we've talked a lot about how porous the run defense or the run blocking has been yep. from this group. But I tell you what, it was effective last night against a group, yes, in the Chiefs that haven't been outstanding against the run this year. But, I mean, we've watched them go against plenty of defenses that haven't been good against the run and not been able to generate anything. The fact that they were able to get A.J. going and kind of stay ahead of the sticks, control the ball, keep Mahomes on the sideline – I was very impressed with their approach, and I thought they did um, probably their best work of the season as far as just, you know, you're not blowing guys off the ball or anything, but it's effective enough where you can get A.J. going, and that's what they did all night long. Bookmark this game from a running game standpoint because there are a handful of plays in this one where just one more block or just mm. one cutback or just one little small thing, not even like a really hard block to make or anything like that, just like really small things. If they get it done, the, there's explosive runs on the ground and they are yep. so close on just a handful. And that is the life of a national football league running game. It's so hard to get everything to go perfect on a play. And if just one person loses, it can be the entire difference, but there were so many of those in this game. And we saw some ones that broke pretty big too. the Patrick Taylor yeah. runs. We saw a couple from Dylan, like it's, it's getting closer. And I think that's the next evolution here because now Jordan's cooking. These receivers are cooking. The tight ends are starting to get open more that last step offensively at least is to get that running game going a little bit more. If that all of a sudden and Jones comes back and that becomes more of a threat. Now you're just, you know, you're cooking with gas because you have like, if you're a defense, you're starting to throw your hands up of like, man, they're, they're throwing the ball wherever they want. The play action's working. The run game's working. And again, there's going to be more bumps in the road here, but that's the next step for them to really evolving this offense even more. And I got to think as we go down the stretch here, Defensive coordinators are going to have to change the way they approach the Packers offense as far as we've seen a lot. We saw a lot last night where they're playing a lot of dudes in the box, right? They're dropping down that safety. They're really trying to keep things, okay, you got your one-on-ones on the outside. We're going to, quote-unquote, dare you to go win right. that way. And the more they can be effective running against those fronts and then opening things up for their passing game, I think you're going to see a lot more too high safety, and then that's going to open up the the running game even more. So, I mean, again, it, it's it's game by game, and it is showing signs of improvement, which you love to see. And I just I have to give a shout out to Josh Myers because he has yep. been a whipping boy publicly. But I thought he played his best game of the season. We've heard a lot about 
Jordan Love, like, oh, that was his best game. And you don't really think of the center and talking about how he just played his best game, but I think he did. And for all the grief he has taken throughout this season, I mean, he, he was not only damn good last night, but kind of a, you know, the focal point of both pass protection and the you know, limited running game that they had. I think Josh, not to parrot, uh, you know, the guys in the building, but he's playing his best ball, you know, I, and I just want Packers fans to recognize that because like I said, I know there are always bumps in the road and there are, you know, games that haven't been so good, especially earlier this season, but I thought he played a hell of a game last night. Yeah, he did arguably play his best football of his career last night. And I don't know if there was like a little bit. I'm sure these players are well aware of everything and like all the Creed Humphrey over the Josh Creed Myers Humphrey and like stuff, Creed's yeah, in that yeah. game. I'm sure there was probably a little extra motivation to be like, oh, they they think Creed's just better. I'm going to go out and play my best football against Creed Humphrey. And Creed Humphrey had a holding penalty in that game, too. But mm. no, that was an awesome game from Josh. He had the one play where Jones beat him. It's Chris freaking Jones. Like yeah, that is going he's to win sometimes. It's, going, <laughs> exactly. it's uh, just going to happen. He beat yep. Zach Tom. He beat John Runyon Jr. He beat Sean Ryan. He beat pretty much everyone at one point or another on that offensive line. So tip your cap to, to Chris Jones. But other than that, man, he was awesome. And th- this is the first time where I saw in a while Josh blocking with a purpose, like getting down the field and looking to hit some people. Right. And that's what was really encouraging for me because we all know he has the size. He has the athleticism. He has every tool that he needs in the toolbox to be successful. Just need a little bit more nasty, a little bit more want to. And he showed that in this game. If there's any ability to carry that over moving forward, like this is the light bulb moment, sign me the hell up because that was really fun from Josh. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next? Will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Have to get 30, 30, bet you get 30, bet you get 20, 20, 20, bet you get 20, 20, bet you get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, 
Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Flipping it over to everybody's favorite side of the ball, the defense, and uh, Joe Perry and their approach. I, You know, you know I've, we've talked about it a lot here. I mean, the frustration is so palpable in-game. You know, yep. but the results keep speaking for themselves. I mean, you hold the Chiefs to 19 points. That's the game you expect to win. Earlier this season, the offense wasn't holding up their end. They lost a lot of those games. But you look at last night. I mean, they, yes, the Chiefs drive those two openers, but they clamp down in the red zone, limit them to field goals, and that's the game. What's crazy yep. is that once that sequence happened, and Matt LaFleur talked about it last night after the at his presser, you know, you have those two really long drives from both teams. So you've only got two possessions each, essentially, other than the last possession of the first half for the Packers. But you come away with touchdowns, they come away with field goals. Packers have control, and they controlled it from then on. And as frustrating as it can be in moments, especially on third and 18, when you're rushing three and I want to jump out a window, I mean, they keep getting the results necessary for victories. And, like, as much as it pains me to say it, sure feels like Joe Barry's starting to make sure that he's sticking around in 2024. Yeah, I I joked around last night. I'm like, if you take Joe Barry out of the equation, and I said before this week, they fired Joe Barry and they hired Jim Leonard. And Jim Leonard (laughs) came in with a bunch of defensive backs like Corey Ballantyne and Carrington Ballantyne and Keyshawn Nixon, held Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs to 19 points, got a big turnover in the second half, Everyone would be going like, oh, they found their defensive coordinator for forever. Like, that's the new guy. Like, he's amazing. But just because it's Joe Barry, like, I don't know that he necessarily always gets the credit that he deserves. And like you said, not always sexy, not aesthetically pleasing. There are some literal, like, you want to throw your head into a wall moments. I get it, understandably. But there's also a lot of good that's coming out what he's doing, especially with some of the injuries in the secondary to Jair, to Stokes. Razul is gone. And they're still putting together impressive performances. And I go back. They, they, they start the game by allowing field goal, field goal, touchdown, touchdown to the Chiefs. And you, you now you're in the fourth quarter. They've allowed 19 points. And I went into the remainder of that fourth quarter being like, the defense's entire game and how this is judged is based on the remainder of this game. Because you allow 19 points to the Chiefs, that's really good. You allow like a field goal and they get like 22. You're like, all right, that's still a pretty good game. They allow 19 and get a turnover. That's amazing. Or if they like all of a sudden collapse and they allow like two more touchdowns, it's like, all right, you, you this is not a good performance. Is, you are who but you thought you were. <laughs> they go, it, it's Packers are up 21, 19 punt away to the chiefs. And what's everyone thinking? Well, at minimum, we they're going to get a field goal and yep. probably going to get a touchdown. And now it's going to be in Jordan Love's hands, but they hold them three and out for the first time all day. They force a punt and on a three and out. Green Bay gets a field goal, 24-19. You punt or you kick away to Patrick Mahomes. And what you're thinking, you're like, well, they're going to get a touchdown. Maybe they get the two-point conversion and make it a three-point game. No, Keyshawn Nixon, huge interception. Green Bay gets a field goal. It's 27-19. You kick off to Patrick Mahomes. And what are you thinking? Well, they're going to drive down the field and get a touchdown. Now it's just going to come down to the two-point. No, they hold them without you know getting into the end zone either. So three huge drives, really all in the defense's hands. And they come up clean in all three with a big pick by Keyshawn. I, I can't ask for much more than that. Were you surprised that the Chiefs went to the air as often as they did there t- down the stretch? Because it felt like they could have their way in the running game. Like as far as just getting push off the ball, they were getting four or five yards of pop. I was surprised that, and I understand it's Patrick Mahomes. Like getting the ball in his hands, is, I, you know, I'm never really going to argue, but it just felt like they were having their way on the ground and they maybe got impatient or Andy Reid yeah. just reverted to form, that old Eagles form, but – 
it just felt like why why throw it? I mean, you're you're running all over the Packers, and it's funny how that kind of plays into Barry's whole kind of style and yeah. mo, right? Make them earn everything. They are going to screw up eventually. And by that kind of decision-making, they kind of did. They kind of did. And I do think, you know, we've talked about in the past where when Green Bay gets down in the past, Matt and Aaron, it felt like they were on tilt and like immediately needed to like go deep and we got to get this back right now. I think Andy and Patrick have had some of that same stuff over time where they get a little bit impatient, especially when they're down. And that's I, I talk about this all the time of like, one of the biggest things in the NFL is if you can get any sort of lead early, like it just changes the entire psychology of the game. And the other teams immediately like, A, they have that in, in when Green Bay in this one goes down and scores a touchdown, they get a field goal. You go down and score a touchdown again. Now, the, as an offensive mind, you're like, all right, we're going to have to put up some points here because we're not stopping this team. And it just changes the entire calculus. It makes things easier on the defense. It makes the opposing team a little bit more predictable. And over the past couple of weeks against Detroit and Kansas City, they flipped the script. Go back to what a month, two months ago, where they couldn't score points in the first half, and now you're on the one that's on tilt. And again, trying to get points in any way you can and just get back in the game in the second half. It's been totally flipped on its head. They're the one that's getting out to an early lead. Other teams are feeling the pressure. And now Green Bay is playing a little bit more of like, hey, everything in our playbook is at our disposal because we got the lead and we can do anything. And the other team's pressing a little bit and they're just keep on passing. And that just sets up you for success on both sides of the ball. Well, it set up Keyshawn Nixon, who, I mean, I loved his quote at his locker talking about how they had, what did he call it? Mannerisms? Uh, mannerism. Mannerism. Yeah. That's the first time I've ever heard that. Same that kind that that nomenclature i mean i have tendencies and things like that but he's i mean they're looking at everything he said he tapped his knee and he saw how they aligned outside of those wide receivers and he knew exactly what was coming i mean he it's so funny on that play they tried to run a pick right a natural pick and he ran it for the wide receiver he knew exactly what was coming and you talk about that's the standard right you you look at everything as a defensive player to try and get any piece of information that you can use in a moment like that shout out to Keyshawn Nixon you know I think it was interesting because prior to that play I thought yeah, there were plays where he was there he was hitting he was physical but there were also plays I thought he left out there as far as some bad tackling attempts some missed tackles but then you can live with all that when you make the play of the game which is what that was and shout out to the coaching staff too, and and like obviously getting the buy-in from the players because I'm sure Green Bay is not the only team with like this sort of tendency stuff that they're right. putting on tape and having players watch. But um, a making sure that they have that at their disposal, but b getting the buy-in from the players too to go through that stuff and watch that stuff because just because you put it together doesn't mean that they're necessarily putting in the work and, and attention to detail on it. Nixon obviously was, but the Packers are getting the buy-in, and I go back to even in the losing streak. Both Goody and Matt said on numerous occasions, this is a team that loves football. They're football junkies. They they want to do really well. They keep grinding. They keep like, and that was like kind of like keeping me afloat during some of those times where it was like really, really down. <laughs> Just like, all right, if this is a team that really does enjoy the game and enjoy the grind. Like they're young. I think they're going to figure some of this stuff out. And now they're figuring some stuff out and it's really freaking fun. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. 
Learn more at marines.com. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. It's funny. I, I want to ask you about special teams, and the only question <laughs> I have is, were you holding your breath when Carlson went back there for that big kick after yeah. Jordan takes the sack and pushes the attempt back even further than it was? Because i got to tell you, man, it's always an adventure with a rookie kicker. We've seen him miss some gimmies, extra points, etc. We've also seen him nail some big kicks in Lambeau going back to yeah. you know even this summer. But it was the first thing that came into my mind was like it's his first December kick with like a real high pressure December Lambo kick. Yeah. I would I was pleasantly surprised, I guess, that it like just drilled right through the uprights, but I also wouldn't have been surprised if it had like completely shanked to the right side, flutter ball, whatever. <laughs> I mean, because you never like it's the first time, like I'm saying, like cold, yep. like windy, blah, blah, blah. I mean, that gives me like some hope for the future here with like, yes, I, I suspect he's undoubtedly going to fix some of the stuff that we've seen throughout this season that has caused him to miss, but like just the ability to step in there big moment and have ice in your veins and nail that. That's a big, big kick to put him at 27. Um, yeah. I, I was dutifully impressed. It's, and it was a, you, you could feel the, the, you know, intensity and the tenseness in the stadium of like, everyone knew how big of a kick that was because the difference between an eight point lead and kicking off and Mahomes taking over at the 25, you know, getting that like basically like the 40 down only five points, like man, so much was riding on that kick. And for a rookie kicker, like you said, big time December kick and really like one of his first big clutch kicks and clutch right. moments of his career, like what a kick. And like you said, it gives you a lot of hope and positivity moving forward that if he can make that at that moment, Hopefully everything else seems easy from here on out because it, it doesn't get much bigger other than like a literal game winning kick game on the line that that was right there for how important that kick was. I talked to Camille this morning on carry yeah. the G and MKE about the fact that now, you know, Packers, it's easy, quote unquote, nothing's easy in the NFL, but it's much easier to sit there and go, no one believes in us house money. Just go out there, let it all hang out. Right. And, you know, show up and win games. And it's been exciting. It's been fun as hell. Right. I am fascinated to see not only how you know, the players respond, but how Matt and the coaching staff handle this week and going into this game Monday night against the Giants where everyone expects the Packers to go in there and get a W. And probably we're going to hear about, oh, the Packers should like win comfortably. Yeah. That's not something we were even close to discussing a month ago, right? And But now I've got to think that's probably going to be the external expectation how do the Packers handle that? And this is just another step in the journey, right, for all these young guys. But I'm I'm telling you, this is – because, look, I, should they win this game? Yeah. Will I be surprised if they go to New York and lay an egg? Absolutely no. not. This is, this is one of the more important and interesting games of the season to me. You've got New York that's coming off a bye week, and then they get the Monday night game as well. So they're on extremely extended rest. Um, I, we'll see Tyrod Taylor gets activated off IR. We'll see if he can actually get ready in time to play in the game. But again, they're going to have some things ready for, for Jordan love. They've got a really smart coaching staff. It hasn't always worked out great over the course of the past, what season and a half, but 
Um, you know, New York beat up Green Bay just last year. Very yeah, similar indeed. structure of team. Like, yep. this is not going to be an easy game. And it's just natural human psychology of like, once you start winning, especially when you start winning against good football teams, to be like, just take your foot off the gas just a little bit to be like, all right, I got this now. This is like, this is easy. Like, we, this is we, the standard. We, this is what yeah, I do. This is, standard. <laughs> this is what we do now. And like, all of a sudden, you take it off just a, a smidge and you go against a lesser opponent. And like, all of a sudden, you lose to New York. And it's like, man, we could have just lost to KC and beat New York. We would have been in the same exact spot. And like, right. you know, so you don't want to like all of a sudden give up that incredible momentum that you just built up by getting this KC win. So this is a, this is a huge one. And I'm like, I'm I'm fascinated or like you said, I'm fascinated too, as to kind of how they respond now to winning these big three games in a row. I like being the hunted rather than the hunter though. I'll, I'll tell you that. Um, big time. We'll, we'll see what transpires throughout the week and on Monday night, Andy, I can't thank you enough. Make sure you're checking out his stuff at pack a day podcast and everywhere. He provides his fine package takes all across the city. Thanks a lot. Andy. Appreciate it. Aaron. Enjoy your victory Monday.